Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne. And this is Inside Exec. And you just heard me sitting down in the chair. <laughs> Today we're going to look at how you ask for, request or demand a pay rise or a rise in or, a, or an increase in the level at which you're working. And because Fuliana's far more experienced at this than I am, she's going to start talking first. Oh, don't think. Kim meant that I'm experienced in demanding and <laughs> come on now. No, no, um, not part of her personality at all. <laughs> None of you know this. <laughs> I think the first question is, if a person is feeling I should have a pay rise or my position is president, should be vice president, whatever it is, I would say, why? You've got to know why you're asking. Why and she, you and she'd ask you in that tone of voice and you'd think, what do you mean? Why? <laughs> anyway, go. Yeah, so why do I feel that way? Why do I feel I should have a pay rise? Why do I feel I should have a pay level? So you have a reason is what I'm saying. You've got to find that reason and then you've got to do your homework. And your homework has got to be very thorough. First of all, the organisation you are working in is what is the process there? And once you know that, that will help you a great deal. Also, I want to break this up into two bits. You're asking for a salary increase, or are you asking to be recognised because you are doing a fantastic job? Or you're doing more than the role was originally yes. laid out to be. And that's why that very first question is the, the, you know, the one that you've got to put your energies in and then identify it. See, most organisations have two things. They have salary and they have bonuses. And the salary is pay you to do a job and to do a good job. So it has, at the very minimum, has to be you're doing a good job. When you do exceptionally or anything above that and going way beyond, then you get rewarded in the bonus system. In the bonus system, of course, it's in some organisations are monetary and in others it could be a little, not that much money, but rewards, recognition, type of rewards and recognition, not just mm -hmm. money, and your reputation, and that will serve you well in getting another role. The other thing is, is to say, once you, you're looking at the, the, the salary, okay, so what, what is the salary? How do they decide what a position should be paid? I think the first thing is they look at in any organisation is market relativity. And that is, if you're looking at what should a journalist get, you look at what is the market. What, and with, within journalists, it's not that easy in any definition of any role. It's got variations on the theme. So mm -hmm. a lot of companies use specialist organisation to, to do that. So the first thing is, what is the market bearing for this salary? And most organisations, believe it or not, want to pay the market because it's not worth their while to pay under market and lose train people, lose them and keep recruiting. That costs a lot of money. If you pay peanuts, you get monkeys. Yes. So when you go on to the, the salary side... Nowadays, if you think your salary, is my salary correct, yes or no, am I getting paid the right money, what is the market relativity, 
there's plenty of information on the net. You can just type in what you're looking and it will give you an idea. Check that we're talking about, they vary from country to country. They actually vary within country if the position is based in remote Australia or in a city in, in Australia. And then try as best as you can to compare apples to apples. As I said, a journalist, just because you use the word journalist as an example, it doesn't mean every journalist in, in every job, in every, uh, have identical responsibility. So the first thing is to check where you're at, what's your role, and what is the pay. If you find that at that first cut you think it should be between a and B and you're really nowhere near it or you're half that or whatever, it must be addressed and you need to go, at least you're going with that information. I think too that you need to bear in mind that sometimes roles and positions and responsibilities change and that organisations, whilst they can change that part of their structure relatively easily, can't necessarily change the compensation at the same speed. For example, you might come into an organisation and have to do the administration role that looks after all of the memberships. The process for looking after memberships has been that you keep a database, have spreadsheets and you have a team that manages it on, on that side of things. At the rate with which technology changes, the organisation has decided that in order to keep in touch with their membership they're going to introduce an app or a, a separate member website and suddenly the, the roles and responsibilities and the requirements for your team have changed but your salary or the level at, at which you're employed has not changed and yet the responsibilities and the activities that you have to carry out and the knowledge that you have to increase uh, has changed. So in that instance, it's very difficult for you to be able to base your request for increase on what you were employed to do and what the comparable positions are within the industry because you've got to take into account the change in the role as well and highlight the change in the role and what that has meant to what you need to do now and what those the comparisons are for positions that are, that are carrying out that because you won't find I don't think positions that are equally comparable across the industry or outside of the industry and that's probably another thing is that you may well have to look outside your industry so that requires even more facts to present when you're arguing a case. Let's continue with that theme. So the person you, you feel your role has changed significantly or partially and therefore got more responsibility and therefore that should be reflected in, in your salary. The answer is yes, absolutely. And yes, what Kim said about it's much harder to go out and, and because it's new to you, you may or may not find available data. That's all right. What you need to do is very clearly identify the changes and then your responsibilities and then provide that through your manager, head of division, whatever, and the human resources area will then take that exercise and do the evaluation of the role and then your salary. Now, remember a couple of things. One of them, some organisation have, a, as I said, the process is important. You're doing it, you're doing a good job, you're taking on all these responsibilities 
and I'm sure in most cases your boss will back you up on that obviously and the the rest will happen the the review of the salary and if necessary a new title it might be changed as well and therefore that will be addressed in other organizations and in um, some small government organization local government I'll stand corrected if that's no longer the case they say but whenever we do that we have to advertise the role and it's open for competition now again if that was me in that situation I wouldn't that wouldn't worry me in the least because I'm conf I would feel confident enough I'm doing it and I'm doing a good job and recognized as such then that I would win on merit for other people, they might feel a bit annoyed that um, they've been used and now they have to compete. And the answer to that is, again, that's why I say, understand the process of your organisation so you're prepared and able to demonstrate within that process what you're looking for and why you're looking for a pay increase or a, a level increase. One thing that I come across a fair bit in, in the different roles I was in is People asking for a pay rise when nothing has changed and the CPI has been continuously met. So in market terms it's the same and they're saying, but I'm doing a great job, feel like I'm being used. But the answer to that is just because, uh, sorry, the bonus system and the reward system is definitely applied to that sort of example. Mm. However, to increase the salary is not right and I use an example that some people hate and some people go oh, yeah I get it and that is if you're in a position and it hasn't changed at all and just because you've been there one year two years 30 years and we just keep increasing it because you're a good person we don't want to lose you um, rather than address the bonus system you're going to end up getting paid more than about five different levels above you even at CEO level that's not reflective of what that position is worth it's not you, it's the position. So keep that in mind and don't be too sensitive about it. If, however, you've been doing it for a long time, the chances are the reason you're feeling the way you're feeling is because you get recognized as the guru in that area. So people will come to you and you're spending a lot of time helping others with history, knowledge, and what happened in the past and everything. That to me has a price as well. That is an example of where your role have changed due to what you bring to the role. Again, there might be an argument there to increase salary, but identify it again and say, look, as a result of this, in my own, in, in, I have to fit in being on projects across the organization. I often have to go to meetings, I have to represent the organisation outside and that's because I have been in this role and I understand it and, and that for whatever years. So if you feel that, that's fine, put it forward and they let them have a look at that. Interesting example that I can tell you, I, I did a time and motion study that was requested for a fellow who had asked for a pay rise, he felt that he... He was the only one in the organisation that was carrying out, it was an IT role, he was the only one that was carrying out the IT role in this organisation uh, of, uh, they probably would have had a couple of hundred staff at that stage. He was based in the office, there were three floors of office people and everyone else was out on sites. He asked for a pay increase and he 
went to the trouble of doing comparisons with uh, similar positions in other organisations, not in the same industry because there was no one else in the industry that was doing it this particular way. And his boss at the time said, well, I can't really justify it, but if you can prove it to me that the role has changed, then I'll give it some consideration. And I was there as the HR person, so he said, you do a time and motion study on him and just see because he's saying that his role is different to what we think it is. So I simply sat beside him for the day and by about two hours into the day I decided that the best thing for me to do to prove the point was just to count the number of interruptions that he had because he was sitting there at the desk supposedly doing the role for which he had been employed and all that happened all day was that the phone rang or people came to see him and by lunchtime I could see that there was a definite trend that there was one particular person that kept coming to see him and if he He'd do sort of two or three walk past the desk to interrupt and then he'd do a few phone calls and then he'd come back again. And they needed to interact and the, it was important but it was, it was a, a complete disruption to this fellow's day to have this other person continuously coming asking questions. And that happened because they were physically situated two floors apart and really at the end of the day needed to be closer and that the person that was doing the interrupted, uh, interrupting needed to understand that he could probably make a list of things and just come once a day, have a once-a-day review. So it was the outcome was that, yes, the role had changed, yes, he was far more accessible to people, and they trusted him because he was the guru in this particular area and they wanted his answer to the questions that they had rather than anybody else's. So we restructured the position so that it reflected those changes, which were changes that he brought to the organisation so that when he left, we didn't advertise the position in the same way. We just reviewed what the organisation needed and advertised a different position because we didn't need necessarily those skills that, and the information area that he developed up to that point. But we also physically moved him so he was closer to the interrupter, uh, but also set out a more structured framework for them to work together so that there was time for review and time for questions and answers that weren't continually interrupting the day. So there are lots of solutions that could come out of this situation that are not necessarily an increase in money or an increase in level. And I think that sometimes you, in reviewing why you want to make this request, you might be able to come up with solutions that are not about the money. Sometimes we think that's the only answer is, oh, I'll get a pay increase because I'm doing these other things. And you don't think that the organisation has the capacity to change its thinking, to change the position, to change its focus, to offer you other things. Because the other thing that we did in that situation, not only do we restructure the position, but we also offered this fellow who was providing a service that we hadn't envisaged that we needed in the organisation some training and some outside activities that developed him and his skills that we would never have considered and he would never have asked for because he didn't think that it was his place to ask that of the organisation. He thought that he should be developing that as part of the role that he was carrying out for the organisation. So it was an exploring process for both the organisation and for him to find solutions that worked in that situation. So a question you also need to ask yourself is, am I asking for a salary increase or 
um, position level because I feel that I have grown so much and I am so much better than when I started this role and therefore I am contributing a lot more to the organisation. The answer to that is yes, but are you asking for the right thing? So what you're probably wanting there is you're ready for the next um, step. You are ready for a bigger role. And what might be stopping you is that you feel like this is a, a bit of comfort zone um, stuff. The other thing is, is you like being seen as the guru and the person who mastered that position and therefore a little bit timid about putting your toe in the water to go for a bigger role mm -hmm. that if you freed yourself, if you really believe you've grown and, and all of that and you're questioning it, be honest with yourself thinking, look, I'm going to give it a go. I, I want to challenge myself and I believe in myself and I'm going to apply for a bigger role. Mm -hmm. So again, so you are going to get a bigger salary and a bigger bonus and be in probably a wider benefit range for that level. Yeah. So don't limit yourself. Recognize that you're ready to move on to higher positions and go for it. Now, we talked a lot about how to identify and what may drive you to feel that. So once you've done that, is then how do you ask for a salary? How do you actually, how do you do that? Now the first thing is, to me, I've not seen anybody demanding a salary with an attitude or threatening, if you don't give me the salary I'll leave. They're not the, the most desired uh, approaches. And they might work one every hundred or thousand times but by and large it's annoying, it's putting people's backs up and you probably end up saying look if you really believe that and that's how you feel about it then it was really nice knowing you, please go ahead. So I, and I don't think that's the outcome you want or you don't want to leave that way anyway, you want to, to live on your own terms. So how to ask is to be very clear as we said before, be prepared and be prepared to hear what the organization's situation is, be prepared to hear when the right people look at the position, your boss and the HR team, whatever it is, and take it from there. When you go in to see your boss, have a very positive attitude, don't be timid about it, you don't need to, but don't be aggressive either. So just be, be you know, decisive and explain the facts and how you feel and allow them time to work through and come back to you with an answer. I've actually had a situation where they've come in demanding and I was astute enough to recognise that it was nerves that were promoting that, that approach but also that it was someone who felt that they were undervalued in the organisation. So it was simply a matter of assessing that the discussion couldn't happen while this person was in this, this aggressive mood. So we looked at just very factually how much are you thinking there should be the increase, what's the basis for it. And I used to, as a result of that, I used to have a little form that I kept on the desk in case anyone else came in because that was the easiest way for me to deal with that situation rather than match aggression with aggression to just go back to process, to just go back to something where I had to write down the information. It steadied the person on the other side of the desk. It made them think that, oh, there's a process that I have to follow. Oh, you know, this is in train, I've addressed it. And so the situation used to 
to be calmed down simply by me being able to write things down on what looked like an official form. And it was, in that sense, because I did go back and did use it and, and to use it as review. And often the person would come in and have this approach of, you know, you must pay me more because I'd be doing all these other things. I'd take down all the, the, the information and then they wouldn't follow up. So it was my job to follow up and in a week or so I'd say, well, have you, brought, have you had a chance to get that other information that we need so that we can review your salary? It gives you a process to follow if there isn't one there already. One other example I um, would like to share is your job hasn't changed, the role hasn't changed and what you're doing in it hasn't changed. And you're really not interested in following the step up if you like and, and going for other roles. But you look at your role and you think, look, if I could add this bit to it, this would be so much better for the organisation at very little cost. So, in other words, if I start using my experience and expertise to train others, if I could use my expertise to run a project-specific mm. areas uh, on an ongoing basis, then put up a case, put up a case and say, what is the critical business issue? What is the cost of the idea you're trying to say, you, you're trying to propose? In other words, if we redesign my current role to have these sort of elements in it, you don't need an extra FTE. The benefit to the organisation, to other members of the beneficiaries, if you like, within the organisation, what that is. How does that translate to the bottom line? How does that translate to increasing client spending or client satisfaction? How does it contribute to employee satisfaction? And quantify those things. So you say, by you investing into a very minor investment in upgrading the role and paying a bit more salary, no FTE, I'm able to deliver and quantify that in, in the best way you can. This way you're making it easy for them to see there is a potentially a prima facie case for it. Now, for those of you who don't work in the same industry as Fuliana, and she's using acronyms... Oh, what did I use? <laughs> I didn't realise. FTE. Oh, oh, full-time employee, sorry, so we, we don't need to hire an extra person, it's the same role and person just doing things differently, I do apologise. I love being able to pull her up on things, that's so good. I think that we've probably explored a fair bit of what we can do in these situations. Bottom line for me is that if you are feeling that you need to make a change to the way you are recompensed for the work that you do, that you need to do the analysis and be prepared to present that analysis and say, this is what's changed, this is why I think that I deserve uh, more for this role or an increase in level for this role, but also have in mind some of the other things that might make you feel good about the role that you're carrying out that are not direct financial gain or level gain and that you are able to promote yourself to the organisation on the basis of, of the research and the background checking that you've done. That's it for today. I'm Kim Bailey, she's Fuliana Osborne and this is Inside Exec.